0: There is food for my soul. Every time I come into the house of the Lord, I know that I'm going to receive some good word. I know I'm going to receive good prayers. And I know that I'm going to receive good comfort. So that's why we're here today. We're here today to celebrate life. We have come here today because just the other day, the Lord calls our loved one home. Sister Virginia Rose Caldwell Lloyd, who's lived 95 good years. The Lord called her home just the other day. So what we've come to do today is to celebrate her life. So what I want us to do is to put our hands together in this place. Come on, if you want to stand up, let's stand up and let's give God some praise for a life well lived. Oh, you can do a whole lot better than that. Come on, come on, come on. Let's give God some praise for her life. 95 good years. We ought to give God some praise for that. Amen. She's lived longer than what God promised us. And so we ought to celebrate her. We ought to celebrate the good times with her. We ought to celebrate the laughter that was we'll share with her and even share the tears together. We ought to celebrate that as well. We ought to give God some praise together today. Come on, let's give God some praise. Give God some praise. Come on, give God some praise because he's worthy. He's worthy of all of our praise. Thank you, Lord, for lending Sister Virginia to us for 95 years. Oh, I'm thankful today. I'm thankful today. I'm thankful, and I know you are thankful as well. You may have your seats in his presence, but it's just something about celebrating a good life, and we are here to do just that. I know that we're going to cry. I know tears are going to flow because you're going to miss our dear loved one. We're going to miss her. But you know what? I don't think that she would trade places and come back here. I believe that she's walking the streets of gold. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, she's walking the streets of gold. And so she wouldn't come back here, not for a minute, because she's gotten a glimpse of heaven so we want to celebrate our life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We ought to thank him. We ought to thank him for he's been mighty, mighty good to us. And so we glorify him. Why don't you bow your heads as we invite God's presence in this place. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Thy name in all the earth. God, we've come here today. We have come here today to celebrate life. But God, as we come to celebrate the life of Sister Virginia Lloyd, God, we need you. This family needs you. We need you, oh God, to wrap your loving arms around them. Wrap your loving arms around them and let them know that you are in the building. (laughs) God, you are here. We feel you right now, God. You are here to help us sing the songs of Zion. You are here to help us to pray our prayers. You're here for us to help us to read your scriptures. God, you are here just because you are everywhere at the same time. So God, invoke your presence upon this place. God, do what we know you do best. God, just be in the building. God, we know if you're in the building, we know everything is going to be all right. Oh, God, we're going to be able to smile. We're going to be able, oh, God, to sing your songs of Zion. God, we're going to be able to do what you called us to do today. And so, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, as you move up and down every aisle, that you sprinkle some joy in the building. Oh, God, sprinkle some happiness in the building. Oh, God, some peace, some joy. Oh, God, the only kind of joy that we need is the God kind of joy. And so, God, we feel you in the building. We know you're here. And so, God, as we move in the furtherance of this service, God, just be with every detail. God, be in every detail. Be with us, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, give God some praise in here. Oh, we've come to celebrate. So let us sing our opening hymn. Oh, this is an opening that I love. When we all get to heaven. Oh, why don't you sing along with Miss Naomi Worthy. She's going to lead us. When we all get to heaven.
1: and his grace Yeah, yeah, serving every day just one glimpse of him in glory will the toys of life repay oh and we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing
0: will sing and shout the victory our old testament scripture is a very familiar passage of scripture that i'm going to read to us the 23rd psalm and it reads like this the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters ...runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May the words of this passage bring comfort to this family... ...and to all of you who are here with us today. There's something about the Word. The Word can turn a lot of things around. When you're talking about the Word of God... I'm not talking about your word. I'm talking about God's word. And God's word has a way of bringing comfort and strength. Even in the midnight hour, even when no one else is around, God's word has a way of being a buckler for us, a teacher for us. So may this word bring you comfort. Our New Testament reading is found in the Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Only six of those verses I'll read. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word. Now listen, reading is one thing, but application is another. So we pray that the words that we've read to you today will be applied to your lives and will become truth to you as you leave here today and as you go about your daily life. If you would just bow your heads, let us go to God. Let's talk to him for just a few moments. Does anybody want to talk to God? You know, we talk to people all the time, our buddies and our friends. We even talk to our co-workers sometimes. Our husbands, our wives, our children. But you know what? In moments like these, we need to talk to God. <laughs> Does anybody realize that sometimes you need to talk to God? Sometimes you don't even need to say anything to anybody else, but talk to God. Because I know that the God I serve is able, he's able able to do exceedingly and abundantly above what we ask or think. So we're going to talk to him right now. So bow your heads and close your eyes. Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Lord, as we come before you, Lord, we just want to say thank you. We say thank you first. We say thank you, oh God. Because we don't want to be selfish people and ask you for certain things. And so God, we want to say thank you for what you already done. God, we say thank you because it is you that was with us all night long. It was you, oh God, that touched us with the finger of love and woke us up this morning. Father, when we woke up and we realized that we still had the act of our limbs, oh God, how excited we were! We were excited, oh God, as we realized that we could move from our bedroom into our kitchen, from our kitchen out to our garages and into our cars. God, we were able to come here today, and so, God, we just say thank you. Thank you, oh God, because you've been mighty, mighty good to us. Father, you've been better to us than we have been to ourselves. God, thank you. Thank you, oh God, for food on our table. God, thank you for clothes on our backs. God, we say thank you. God, we know that we are at a funeral. We know that we're at a homegoing celebration. But here at the homegoing celebration... Uh, Sister Virginia Lloyd. Oh God, your daughter. Oh God, you called her home. And it has caused tears to well up in our eyes. It has caused sadness in our hearts. But God, we say thank you. Because Sister Virginia lived her life. And it was pleasing in your sight. And God, she didn't just slip away from us. God, you called her home. You called her home oh, from her labor. Oh God, you called it from labor to reward. And so, God, we say thank you. Thank you for a life well lived. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that she lived a good life. God, she was a baker. <laughs> God, we say thank you. Oh God, she was a good cook. But more than that, Father, she was a good wife. She was a good mother. She was a good grandmother. God, we say thank you for that. Thank you for her. Thank you, oh God, for lending her to us. For 95 years. For 95 years she walked amongst us. For 95 years she was a disciple here at St. Paul Baptist Church. God we say thank you for that. Thank you for her service. Thank you oh God. She was a missionary. God we say thank you. We thank you oh God because we know that she sat down with people and she talked about you. Oh God and because she did. Somebody. Somebody decided (laughs) they wanted to serve the same God she serves. God thank you for that. Thank you so much Father in the name of Jesus for a life well lived. Thank you oh God for wrapping your loving arms around this family and even around these friends, these loved ones, these loved ones who are going to miss her. They're going to miss her God. They're going to miss her smile. They're going to miss her laughter. They're going to miss her food that she cooked for them. God, they're going to miss that. And so, God, there's no replacing it. But, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that in the days and in the weeks to come, that you're right there by their side. Let them know that they're never going to walk alone. Let them know, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, that you're right by their side. And God, we pray that because of the life that Sister Virginia lived, that it has caused someone to want to be on the Lord's side. And so, God, because of this worship service, if that needs to happen, it can happen. <coughs> Somebody can give their life to the Lord today. Oh, God, they don't have to wait. They don't have to wait the Sunday morning. They can, it can happen today. So, God, move about Oh God, in the the only way that you know how and show us, oh God, that you are a big God and besides you, there is none other. God, at the end of this worship service, we're going to leave here leaping and jumping, knowing that we have been in your presence in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. On, you can do better than that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Give God some praise in here. Come on. Give him praise. Oh yes. Oh yes. Give God some praise because he's worthy. He's worthy of all of our praise and our thanksgiving. We will follow our program as it has been outlined. Mrs. Naomi Worthy is going to come now. please, please Help Miss Naomi Worthy as she sings Blessed Assurance.
1: Perfect submission, perfect delight, visions of rapture now burst on my side. Angels defending, bring from above, with His goodness I'm lost in His love
0: is my story this is my song thank you what a wonderful wonderful tribute we want to now transition to the moments of tribute that will be given the following are gonna come to this particular podium there's a mic right next to the podium Sister Judy Jones is going to come first after she comes brother Antoine Morrison will come and finally sister Treba G. Pettis is going to come. Why don't you put your hands together for them as they come and they all are reminded of the two minute time frame that we have but More than anything, we just want to give God some praise, even during the times of tribute. Amen. That's what this is all about. We're here to celebrate.
2: For allowing me to share, I have been thinking all week, and I I I want to leave with you my thoughts of memories because that's what we have now, and they and and they have memories of of, from from different hues, from different. Here, I'm sorry. So I want to leave with you memories. This is what we're going to take with us as of today. I'm going to start off by saying to you, my memories began some years ago, years ago. But it was always exciting that on Thanksgiving and Christmas, Mrs. Lord, Miss Virginia, that's what I call Miss Jim, we and I, she and I would sit at the table because I would get to the house early, and we would have, <laughs> and we would have dinner together, and we would chat about many things. But one of the things that she always said to me every single year, "Judy, how are you doing?" And I would say, "Miss Jen, I'm doing okay." And that was it. And she would just talk. She was just talking on a soft tone. So what I want you to understand and what I want you to take with you, we can't hug her, we can't talk to her, but we have the memories. You have memories, Linda. You're going to have your moments. You think of all the things that you've done and said. And as I said to you yesterday, and I don't even know why I thought about it, think about the time when she asked for that trench coat. You went all over Charlotte until you found that trench coat. I, I, I And then think about the times that we would have Mother's Day lunch together. Every day would invite me, and I was so happy I would just go, because we Miss Virginia liked to eat. I learned that over the years. She loved to eat. Marcia, think about your precious grandmother relationship you had with her and Tony and how you would say, Are you ready to go home now? I'll take you home. Things like those are your memories memories. Jamal, you would come on Christmas and the holidays and you would say, Grandma, how are you doing? And you would smile and she would smile back at you. Those are your memories. And Marcia, also, I believe you had a time that you went to the mountains with her. Because she loved going to the mountains, as my understanding. Reflect on that time. That's precious. Sean. You always came in and said, hey, Grandma, and didn't say too much more. But you, <laughs> but you always did that. And where's Poe? Oh, there he is. He would do the Grandma. What can I do? Grandma this and Grandma that. He was more like a little baby to me with Grandma. He needed Grandma, and that's good. Grandma is what we always need, and mommy is is what we always need. But the memories is what you're going to take with you today and always. As I said earlier, when you have those moments, you have the memories. To the family again, thank you for allowing me to share. May God continue to bless the family. Thank you.
3: Good afternoon, Amanda, Poe, Sean, Marcia, thank you for letting me have the opportunity to speak. You know, I love me some gin. <laughs> I have some good fond memories of her. I um, first began to get close with Jen. Um, right after Cordell Pass. My grandmother and I, well, she, my grandmother and her were so close. They used to be on the phone all the time, or we writing each other. And that first year, she was having a hard time, so we decided to show her some love on her birthday and surprised her and, sh- and showed up. And she was just so shocked. And so after that, we just continued that tradition. So two or three times, my grandmother and I would go down just to visit her, have lunch, and they would talk for hours. I mean, <laughs> hours and hours and hours. They would be there just chit-chatting and talking and remembering. And it was like they became little girls once again. And they were just they were just so close. And there were a couple of stories um, I know one that Jen told of her being growing up in the country and she was with her daddy out in the garden and her daddy was saying, telling her, you need to pay attention, learn learn you something, learn what, what you're doing, you're going to get your good husband if you watch what I'm doing. And she said, and I looked at him and I told him, I don't want to learn how to do this. I'm not doing this. I'm going to go to the city and get me a city man and I'm getting out of this country and I'm not doing this country stuff so I don't need to learn nothing out here. Um, But that was just that feistness that she had within her, and she had it up until the day that she left here. Um, The last time I had the opportunity to visit her was back on uh, Father's Day weekend this year. And I walked in, and she she was in there, and she was chatting with me. And then she looked at me, and she said, where's my pie at? I said, what are you talking about? You know you're supposed to bring me a pie every time you come. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I forgot. I'll I'll bring it to you next time. Next time, I promise you, next time I come home, I'm going to have it with me. And so, I got her pie for her. She She can't receive it, but I did make that pie for her. But I'm definitely gonna miss that lady. Um, another story I would tell is, I remember one time my grandma and, and I were visiting her, and she and I got to going back and forth about something. I think it was about bacon or something. And I said, look, old woman, I'll fight, old woman. You leave, you're about to leave me alone. And she laughed and laughed and laughed, and up until, uh, the last time I saw her, she was still talking about that. I hope her this last time. You remember when you told me you're a fight-old woman? Oh my goodness. But no, I, I love Jen. Um, I'm going to miss visiting her, miss having those chats with her, checking to see how she was doing. Linda, thank you for everything you've done for her. Thank you for taking care of your mom. You, you've shown me what I should do when I get that age, to take care of my mother. Thank you for all, all of that. And I'm, I'm going to sit down, but there are three things that she would always tell me before she got off the phone. The first, she would always say, I don't know what I've done, but the good master has been good to me. The second thing she would always say, she said, I love you. And then the last thing she would say, you be blessed. So I love you guys, and if you have anything, I'm here.
4: I have to start off by saying that uh, I met Linda and Miros, and Virginia. in I think it was about 1963, at second, I met Mary and Linda. We were all in math class together at Second Ward High School. And we had a lot of classes together. And so I got to know her mom and dad, and so before school, uh, they lived, She lived right next to the school, so I'd stop by there every morning. We'd walk to school together. After school, back to her house, her mother was always so pleasant and, sh- and so nice to us. She was very strict. So <laughs> she didn't let me and Linda go to all these dances and things. And, and we wanted to go so badly, and so I would just do like them. I could go, but I did what Miss Lloyd said, so. <laughs> We went out, we, we uh, tried out to be majorettes and because the band teacher wanted Mary Rose to be the band, the uh, drum major, because she's tall and statuesque, And so Linda and I decided we would do it too. We went and we didn't get back. They didn't get back home about six o'clock. Her mother about had a fit, Mr. Jillian said. No, you all can't do that. This is too late to come home. So again, my mother, she didn't say anything. She didn't care if I had gone or not, but I quit too since they couldn't go. <laughs> So I did the same thing. So Linda uh, and family, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to speak with you all today um, about uh, Miss Lloyd. She was a virtuous woman. Uh, she was, we could say that she was the salt of the earth. She was a woman who loved her family. So my tribute to Mrs. Virginia Rose Lloyd So once again, the trumpet sounded. Angels came down from the sky. God had ordered the resurrection of a saint, born once to die. Mrs. Lloyd was a steadfast member of St. Paul Baptist Church for more than half a century. Today we celebrate her living and we give thanks to the master for given Mrs. Lord the strength to run this race with grace, as she used her God-given talents to serve on the missionary board and the Christian Aid Society as she served the least of thee. We will miss Mrs. Lord's beautiful smile at holiday gatherings at Linda's home. We'll all be poorer because she's gone, but thank God for the victory. She has prepared her family to carry on, and to keep the love for family alive. We'll remember all Mrs. Lloyd stood for, and all of the loving words she spoke to us. So today we say, "Fly on, Mrs. Virginia Rose Lloyd. God is waiting with open arms and hands." So now you have, now you know firsthand. The mysteries that on earth you never know, you never knew, and what we never know, but we don't know at this time. So fly on, Sister Virginia Rose caldwell Lloyd. God is waiting up there for you. We love you, and we will miss you dearly.
0: would you give um, the individuals who have come to this mic and given words of tribute a wonderful, wonderful hand of applause, yes. We wanna say thank you to Sister Judy Jones and Brother Antoine Morrison and Sister Treva Pettis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all so much for painting a picture and what a beautiful picture you have painted. Of oh, Sister Virginia, we appreciate it. We thank you. We thank you all so, so very, very much. We want to say thank you to each and every one of you for being here. You didn't have to come, but you did. And I know that this family appreciates your presence so much. If you send a card to them, if you stop by the house, send a text, email, whatever you have done to assist them during this time of bereavement, I just want to say thank you on their behalf. I am so sure that they're going to thank you in a more personal way after today, but please accept these thanks for right now. The family acknowledges with sincere thanks, love, and grateful appreciation for your support during our time of bereavement. We would also like to give special thanks to the doctors, nurses, and staff of Atrium Mercy Hospital ICU unit. May God continue to richly bless each of you and may God continue to bless all of you today. But I want to say this to you. Don't let today be the last day that you reach out to this family because they're going to need you more after today. So can we agree that we will continue to send texts? We'll continue to make phone calls, stop by a house and share with them. Can we agree that we're going to continue to do those things if that's the truth, amen. Come on and put your hands together. Come on, come on. Just to show this family that we will continue to reach out to them in the days to come. Miss Naomi is going to come and sing now. I want to say thank you to all of our ushers who are here. And I want to say thank you to those gentlemen that are out in our parking lot helping us. It takes a team of people to make things like this happen and make them seamless. And so we are grateful. We're grateful for brother Scott who's on the piano, miss Naomi worthy to all of you, to God, we give thanks. Come on, come on, let's thank God. Let's thank God. I mean, really, really thank God because people don't have to do what they do. My mama used to say, people don't have to be kind, and they certainly don't have to be kind to you. So I'm grateful and I'm thankful for all of the kindness that the people here at St. Paul Church give. Amen. Ms. Naomi's going to come. I'll come back with a word from the Lord. Amen.
1: God sent his son they my 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 my
0: Because he lives we can face tomorrow thank you so so much miss naomi worthy our old school diva that's what we call her around here she can sing anything i know she can sing the alphabet but she can sing just about anything and it's because god has anointed her to sing. Would you help me thank the Lord for her one more time? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Naomi. Thank you, Scott. Hallelujah. But you know what? I don't want to forget our media team. Would you all give God some praise for those wonderful people who are up there in that broadcast booth. Thank the Lord for them. And even for Sister Deborah, who came all the way down to make sure I had some water. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you. To God, we give the praise because God is in the building. Does anybody feel God in the building? I know I feel God in the building. I feel God in the building. I'm grateful and I'm thankful for this opportunity to be here today. And I thank God for our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Would you help me thank God for him? He's a great leader, great pastor. And we want to thank God for him for allowing all of this to happen. And you know, you know you have a good leader when it, when church can go forward and he not be here. I mean, but every his imprint is here. Amen. So we give God the praise for him and we thank him for allowing us to have this opportunity to share today. And for you. Sister Linda, for allowing me, for asking me to do this today. To God we give the glory. Would you bow your heads for just a few moments? Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Lord, as we come this afternoon, we ask, Father, in the name of Jesus for your anointing power. For, Father, I can't say a word, I can't share a word unless you Anoint me to do so. So God, I decrease as you increase in me and may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you. My Lord, my strength and my redeemer in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. 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 There's an interesting word um, that God has given us and I want to, you know, we we are gathered here today, first of all, to not only mourn, um, but we're also here to reflect and celebrate the life and legacy of Sister Virginia Rose Caldwell Lloyd. I love to say it. It has a nice little ring to it when you say it, um, you lengthen it out. More than anything, we are here to celebrate a life well lived. I'm sure that many of you know that after 95 good years, we ought to be celebrating. Amen. We ought to be celebrating. We really should have a party. (laughs) 95 good years. Um, And I'm telling you, yeah, come on. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. 95 good years. We are here to celebrate, and I know that tears are going to flow. I know that our hearts are saddened because we loved her, and we're going to miss her. But I know that God is in the building, and because God is in the building, he's going to be here to help us to get through today and the days and the weeks to come. Amen? Amen. The word that God has given us is found in 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. 2 Timothy, as I began to pray and meditate about the life and the legacy of Sister Virginia, God took me to these verses. And it says, therefore, I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. According to Miss Virginia Loris obituary, she retired from Independence High School here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And she retired as a baker. Oh, come on. I know that there are people out there, and you all have had some of the goodies that Sister Virginia baked. I'm just jealous of you all that I did not get to have any of the goodies. (laughs) The delectable desserts she baked for her students, the staff and the faculty at Independence um, High School. But you know what? She also loved baking for her family and her friends. But also, as I was reading the obituary, she also loved traveling. I love that twice a year, Miss Virginia loved traveling with her family to the North Carolina mountains to view the magnificent fall leaves. And then again in the summer, she would go to Blowing Rock, North Carolina to view the summer beautiful flowers. But you know what, brothers and sisters, what Miss Virginia Lord was also, she wasn't just a baker. She wasn't just a mama. She wasn't just a grandmama. She wasn't just a friend. She also was a faithful member of St. Paul Baptist Church for more than 75 years. I Come on here, 75 years. Yes, you ought to put your hands together for that. For more than 75 years, she served her God by serving her church. That's some good news right there. I said 75 years. I didn't say seven. I didn't say five. I said 75 years. She served here. She was a missionary. She was a member of the Christian Aid Society. And you know what? I think we all can say for assurance That because of everything that she did here serving the Lord, that she definitely was a Christian. Oh, come on. every one of us ought to have that as a part of our life story. That's her life story. She did what she did because she was a Christian. (laughs) She gave her life to the Lord. And that meant something. And as I thought about her life of service, (coughs) the text that I have read into your hearing came to my mind. And it came to my mind because after many years of serving the Lord, (coughs) Miss Virginia, just like Paul, says in this text that the time of her departure is at hand after all of the cookies she baked. After all the pies, after all the cakes, after all the service here at St. Paul Baptist Church, Miss Virginia said, the time of her departure is at hand. Paul uses the word departure here in his text, and that word takes its meaning from the idea of a ship in the harbor, and the time has come to cast off the lines and set sail for parts unknown. If Paul were writing this particular chapter today, instead of ships, he would probably use airplanes to illustrate his meaning. It would be as if Paul was saying, the time has come to catch my plane. Now he uses the same word in Philippians chapter one, verse 23 but in order to get the context of what Paul was saying, you've got to go back to verse number 21 there. He said, for to me, living is for Christ and dying is even better. Yet if I live, that means fruitful service for Christ. I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. Sometimes I want to live and sometimes I want to go and be with Christ. That would be far better for me. Now listen, Paul says that death for the Christian is like a departure. Just what Sister Virginia did the other day. She departed. What that means is we are cutting loose from this life and setting sail for the next life. Paul begins by saying, I have fought the good fight if Sister Virginia was here, she would say that. She would say, I fought the good fight. (laughs) The language Paul uses means to contend for a prize or to struggle. Paul is saying here that life for him has been a real struggle at times. And I think that if I went around the room, if I even went out there on Facebook, out on the web, many of you would talk about how life sometimes is a real struggle. But you know what? Even though life or Paul was a struggle. Even though life or even. Sister Virginia could have been a struggle. Both of them would say. It was worth the struggle. And most of us would say that. Regardless of everything I've gone through in my life. It really has been worth. Every struggle. I've had to go through. Come on. You ought to put your hands together for that. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's think about it. It's worth it. It's worth it regardless of the struggles we face in this life. The bottom line, it has been worth it all. And that's the attitude that enables us to endure until the time of our departure from this life. That's what helped Sister Virginia to get through. She knew it was worth it. And with that positive outlook on life, Paul gives us some powerful reasons why he is able to face his departure from this life with such confidence. He's confident. First of all, Paul is able to face his departure from this life with confidence because he knew where he was headed. (laughs) Sister Virginia knew where she was headed. So she was confident. The apostle Paul knew where he was headed. His departure from here means his arrival in heaven. He said, it's okay if I got to depart from here because I'm going to make it to heaven. Oh, come on. You ought to put your hands together for that. You ought to be assured of the fact that after 95 years, sister Virginia is in a better place. And she knew where she was headed. The apostle Paul knew where he was headed. His departure from here means his arrival there in heaven. Paul knew without a shadow of a doubt where he was headed in eternity. But my question for you is, do you know where you are headed? Oh, come on here, somebody. Do you know where you're headed? Miss Virginia, she was confident because she knew that if she takes her last breath, she knew where she was headed. She knew where she was going. Hey, she wasn't worried about it. If I take my last breath right now, I know where I'm gonna end up. But my question is: do you know where you are headed? Paul says in his first letter to in the Corinthians, Corinthians 5, verses 6 through 8, he says, Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. We're confident. Yes, well, please, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now, listen, the Bible tells us that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But listen, as with most things in life, you really can't have it both ways. To be present with the Lord means that we got to give up this life. Do you realize that the Bible says that, that you can know for sure where you are headed in eternity? See, it doesn't have to be a leap in the darkness. You don't have to scratch your head and worry about if I take my last breath where I am going. The Bible says that you can know. (laughs) First John 5 and 13 says these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. That's the Bible. Death does not have to be a leap into darkness or into the great unknown. The Bible tells us that by placing our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we can be saved. Oh, come on, here's somebody. That's the Bible. In a scripture that almost everyone who has ever been in the church has heard, John 3:16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everybody who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's the Bible. Oh, come on, Sunday school readers, come on, come on. You know what the Bible says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So that means that we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. When the time of our departure comes, we can face it with confidence, just like Miss Virginia, with confidence knowing that we have been assured of a place in heaven. Oh my God, oh my God, you don't have to worry. You don't have to get upset. You can know this. This means we don't have to fear the moment of death. You don't have to get scared about it. We can approach it like Miss Virginia with confidence. We can face it like a prisoner awaiting his release from prison. We can face it even like a child. When the end of the school year is near, we can face it like a migratory bird ready to fly south. And we can face it like a patient in the hospital, anxiously scanning the doctor's face to see whether a discharge may be expected really soon. I long to be gone from this place. I long to extricate myself from the flesh that I have too long inhabited. Seeing the great doors of eternity swing open hey hallelujah that's how sister Virginia was I wanted you to know how confident she was she was not scared she was confident because she knew where she was headed such is the prospect of death for a Christian they know where they are headed so they don't have to get scared Don't have to weep about it because they know Miss Virginia knew missionary, knew Sunday school, she knew Bible study, she knew she spent her life getting ready for her departure. Oh, some of us need to get ourselves together, but you know what? There's another thing, Paul was able to face his departure from this life with confidence. Because he knew he had successfully finished the race. (laughs) Miss Virginia, she knew that she had done everything that she needed to do. She knew she had successfully finished the race. The Bible often uses the image of a foot race to describe the Christian life. But this foot race is not just a hundred yard dash. It really is a marathon. You're probably familiar with how the apostle Paul started his race. Hey, the Bible, the Bible is told in acts nine, how Paul was on his way to Damascus to persecute the Christians when he was struck by a blinding light and he heard the voice of Jesus. Paul became a Christian because of that experience. I came to tell you this afternoon that you don't have to experience a blinding light in order to be saved. (laughs) You don't have to wait for somebody to knock on your door and share Jesus Christ with you. Oh, my God, my brothers and my sisters. Oh. All you must do is accept what Jesus Christ has already done for you through his shed blood on the cross of Calvary. I came to tell somebody today, if you want to see Miss Virginia again, you got to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. You got to really accept Jesus Christ in racing. A good start is essential if, you see, if the start is off, the race will go badly. What this means then is you must first start. <laughs> you must begin. And I'm encouraging somebody who's watching me right now and I'm encouraging somebody who is even here in this sanctuary. I want to encourage you to begin. See, that's the problem. We won't begin But as important as a good start is, even more important is a strong finish. Paul faced his departure with confidence because not only had he started well, but my brothers and my sisters, he finished well. He finished the race. We too can be confident at our departure, but brothers and sisters, you can't give up. That's the problem. Some of us start, but we don't finish. We give up along the way. In verse 8, Paul turns from reasons for his confidence in departure to tell us some things about his arrival. Oh, hallelujah. He says, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. You see, I travel a lot. And when we head off on a trip by plane, one of the things we make sure of is, is that we got to get on the plane. We've got to endure the flight. And at the end of the flight, I want you to know there is an arrival. Often the reason for the excitement associated with the trip is not the trip itself, but it is exciting because of who's waiting for us on the other side. The same thing is true for the Christian. We face departure from this life with excitement, not because the departure is exciting, but because of what is waiting for us there. You ought to put your hands together because you know that Jesus Christ is waiting for you there. You know that Miss Virginia is waiting for you there. You know what, I don't mind plane rides. Although they're not always the most enjoyable things in the world, I am willing to endure all the inconveniences associated with flying. I am willing to endure the long lines at the airport. I'm willing to endure those little seats all crammed together on the plane. I'm willing to endure divided. Oh, my God, those little aisles where the flight attendants are always bumping your elbows. I'm willing to endure even with those little compartments designed to be slightly smaller than your smallest piece of luggage. I will not even start on the bathrooms on the plane. But what I'm trying to say is that flying is not always that pleasant. But you know what, we don't mind because it gets us to our destination. Hey, I'll go through whatever I need to go through because it gets me to where I'm headed. When the time comes for our departure, it may not be a delightful experience here on earth. It may include a hospital stay. It may include a nursing home. It may include illness. It may include other things that we don't like. But you know what? The goal will be worth it all. Oh, hallelujah. Whatever I got to go through down here, I'm going to go through it. Because at the end of the day, I will see Jesus. Oh, come on. I will see Jesus. I will see him. And it will be worth it all. It will be worth it. It will be worth it when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Jesus, one glimpse of his dear face. Our sorrow will erase. So I say to you, my brothers and my sisters, so bravely run the race till we see Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on and put your hands together. I'm telling you to run the race. Run the race, Endure. Until we see Jesus. Would you bow your heads for just a few moments? Lord, we love you. We thank you. Oh, God, thank you for our worship experience today. Oh, God, thank you for the life. of sister Virginia Lloyd. God, thank you. Her life has meant so much to all of us. We pray now, Father. For the furtherance of this service. And we ask, oh God, that you keep this family. Keep them, oh God, in your care. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on and put those hands together. Miss Naomi Worthy is going to come. And she's going to sing our final selection. I'll fly away. She's going to sing as soon as the maestro makes it to the piano. Have you been blessed today? Did the word help anybody? Come on, funeral directors. Miss Naomi is going to sing. I'm going to invite you all to come back as she's singing. Miss Virginia Rose Caldwell, Lord. We therefore commit a body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, looking unto the general resurrection and the life to come through Jesus Christ our Lord. I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord, for they shall rest from their labors and their works do Follow them. Can we say the Lord's Prayer together? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen amen Amen. thank you all again for being here we will not be going to the grave site because of the weather that's why we committed here I'm going to ask those of you who are willing to come and get some flowers some ladies to come it's just gonna be the ushers, and we need some some strong men to come <laughs> to be casket bearers. Would you come on now and help? Need about six strong men. Come on, come on, come on. Amen, amen. And Miss Naomi, you can keep singing that song. I'll fly away, and I'll meet you all.